0: Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say
1: goodbye. Buenas noches amigos and welcome to another episode of Not Another Socks Podcast. I'm Jack Webster here with Matt Galileo and Matt LeBeau. Uh fellas, believe it or not, we're still locked out. How you doing?
2: We are in fact still locked out, man. It is uh really depressing this and really not much going on right now. Um especially now we're at, after the holidays, so um you know we're we're getting closer to the spring training time, but uh, you know hopefully that uh, hopefully that ends up uh, being on time and we get the season underway. But you know, we'll see. This is a big month. January is a big month, um you know, to see what happens, uh, you know, with the season here and in, in spring training. So um, the next few weeks are definitely gonna be interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, we uh we had our own mini lockout yeah. uh, of our of our own. Um, you know, we, we haven't recorded a show probably in a little over I think two weeks, right? So that's that's probably been just about the longest stretch for us. But nice to have a little Christmas break. You know, again, not too much to talk about, but you know, we're 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 finding some things. Uh truck day is coming up. It's yep. right around the corner for all you perverts that celebrate that. Um <laughs> all you sick twisted Red Sox fans out there that celebrate a bunch of equipment going down to uh to fort myers that's that's coming up so no we're getting through it you know everyone's sick it's it's the winter you know yeah
1: i think one of the funniest things i ever told my friend that kind of likes baseball you know so he asked me a lot of questions about it and when i remember telling him about truck day and that people actually got excited for it and go to Fenway Park to see people load up the truck. He was an absolute awestruck that people actually gave a single shit about it.
0: If if I, like, didn't know anything about the Red Sox or Red Sox fans or anything like that, and I heard about Truck Day, I would be like, dude, you're in a cult. Like, <laughs> this is, like, do you, blink twice if you need if you need help like this is insane you guys watch a bunch of rubbed up baseballs get on a truck and then go down to florida like that's that's literally absolutely bonkers but yeah that's red sox fans
1: so i remember like back in like 2013 2014 they had those uh vending machines at fenway park where if you like tweeted about them they would give you something Mm -hmm. and the thing that i got from that vending machine was a little toy truck for truck day (laughs) and i had it on like my desk uh, at college for like years and years and i don't know where it's at now sadly but i will never forget that uh free gift from uh just another dumb tweet that nobody cared about
2: (laughs) Uh, you've had a lot of tweets in your day
1: jack well, yeah, I know. It, my Twitter is at uh, thirteen years old. It's going through adolescence. It's in <laughs> a very difficult time right now. Twitter raised you. I, I think I raised Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. The man behind the tweets.
2: I, I feel like the the I feel like this area, like the Boston, like the Red Sox area is kind of just like the only like I don't know if it's, like, the only city in the MLB that, like, really celebrates, like, Truck Day or, like, any type of, like, pre-spring training day, like, this hard.
0: Yeah, it, it really is gross. I mean, we're, so we're, like, a Patriots-centric, like, people are, people do weird things about the Patriots. Patriots fans don't even have, like, a thing like that that's compared. Yeah. Like, training camp is, is normalized. I still think going to training camp's kind of, like, tacky, kind of weird, but... Like, watching just a bunch of guys practice. Um, I think it's good for kids because they can get autographs. But, like, dude, Patriots fans don't even have, like, a truck day thing. Right. That's – it's wild.
1: No, I mean, it it got so big at one point that they started coming to McCoy Stadium as a stop on truck day. (laughs) So that people from, you know, Rhode Island like us could uh, see truck day. Literally, the truck would stop there for, like, 15 minutes and, like, people were able to, like, take photos with it. And, you know, it was a whole opportunity just to sell more tickets. But, like, it was absolutely wild.
0: Now, you, you literally have to be a fucking pervert to enjoy that. Like, <laughs> you need to be on a watch list. <laughs> you need to be on,
2: like, an FBI, like, an FBI list for sure. 100%. That. <laughs> 100%. Jack, were you were you still working for the Paw Socks when, like, they had, like, the truck day, like, going by there? <laughs>
1: That was one of my first days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like day four.
2: <laughs> but what do they have you do? Just like take pictures of people?
1: They, they just, no, they just had me at the like window in case anybody was looking to buy tickets, which they weren't because these are the diehards that already had Paw Sox season Right. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Sir, why are your pants off? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's warm in here. <laughs>
2: It's just a truck. Doesn't like Nesson like cover truck day? I'm pretty sure.
1: What else is on Nesson in the off season? <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Moore, Moore. outdoors. <laughs> Literally Charlie Moore. I, I, the only time I watched Charlie Moore outdoors is when I lost a bet. <laughs> and it, it's as bad as it looks. I, uh, I, I
2: don't know if I've ever actually watched a full episode of Charlie Moore, but
0: there's just nothing like, like falling asleep after a one o'clock game on a Sunday, like taking a little nap and you wake up like at like six and you got the Sunday scare. And you just hear fucking Charlie Moore <laughs> just blasting in your ear. And you're like, dude, this is this needs to go. I need to just and then it's just anxiety. It's like yeah. 60 minutes. It's like 60 minutes ticking. Like, yeah. that's. <laughs>
1: Exactly. do you think they pay him or do you think they just let him do it for free
0: so he's like a rich guy that's like his thing but i could easily see charlie Moore being like no nah, yeah you don't have to pay me anymore like they if they cut him he would be like i'll just do it for free i feel how
2: like did, how did charlie Moore even get like his money like how would how like what is he is he like an actual professional so i looked teacher? it up
1: once it um like he had his like own series, kind of like down in Florida on some off-network thing, and Nesson was just essentially looking to have any other show other than like the Red Sox or Bruins, and they picked him up like 20 years ago, and he just hasn't gone anywhere since.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: It's actually funny because um, Charlie Moore's kid actually went to uh, Merrimack for like I think like one year maybe. And they were saying like he he's a little older than me, but um, when I was a freshman, one of the kids that um, he was a senior, he um, he was telling us like yeah you know this you know Charlie Moore's kid like was at Merrimack and like the their freshman year like Charlie Moore pulls up like in the parking lot in like a Mustang like he just like <laughs> drops Dude. his kid off. They said he's like the biggest scumbag, dude. <laughs> he's like such an asshole. Yeah. And he like what? he drops his kid off <laughs> and then he's like burning tires out of the parking lot, like just a complete douchebag. <laughs> like pretty, pretty much what you would think like Charlie Moore is. Like that's what he actually is in, in real life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that he could be that successful and He's like he's playing second fiddle to the Boston Red Sox and the Boston Bruins. Like, yeah. I mean, I, some people must be watching. Like, there's got to be some people out yeah. there watching Charlie Moore angle. You know, like fucking, he's a world class angler. Like, that's that's just <laughs> hilarious. But we gotta we there gotta get Charlie. It's so funny Moore. when
1: you see like Tim Wakefield or Kevin Millar yeah. on there. Or something like that, because you know they just like forced them into it. They did not want to be there.
0: I can see I can see Wakefield kind of liking that because he's like a Florida outdoorsman. Um.
1: I can see Wakefield liking yeah. that, but I can't see Wakefield liking Charlie Moore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Charlie, if you're listening, we are sorry. We're not trying to burn a bridge. You know, you're always welcome. No,
1: no. If Charlie, if you're listening, go fuck yourself.
0: Well, Charlie Moore is never coming. You're
1: on not it. invited on the podcast.
2: Charlie Charlie Moore, we're gonna have not we're gonna have like a beef online. Jack's gonna start a beef with uh Nasm and Charlie Moore. That's gonna be like a thing. Wow,
1: I, I legitimately wonder how many more fans we have on top of Charlie Moore. <clears throat> Because at, at least we have people following our shit at this point.
0: The, uh, True. the CDC has recommended you tune into Charlie Moore for updated <laughs> COVID guidelines.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I want to uh, what Charlie Moore thinks about the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder if, like, we're going to have, like, one of those things at, like, the bottom, like, when we upload to Apple or Spotify this episode, if it's going to have, like, a little, like, indicator. It's going like, like, to have, like, a COVID thing at the bottom of it. Warning, yeah. disinformation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Watching Charlie Moore cures COVID. That's just the <laughs> That's thing. That's
0: true. No, that is a fact. This is medical advice. Kids, right? If, we if
2: listening. We, we are doctors.
0: Yep. We are doctors. This is medical advice. Give me all the warnings you want, <laughs> Apple fucking shove it charlie moore cures covid
1: yeah we won't accept anything else from the uh, fake news liberal media
0: also do steroids
1: exactly exactly steroids unless of your name is alex rodriguez you have done enough steroids <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's true that's true he big steroid guy Big time steroid guy. He
1: might be like one of like 10 dudes to do too much steroid.
2: Jack, what are you sipping on over there? You got the cup. Is that lean? You got lean in the cup?
1: Yeah, I got the lean going on here. Yum. Nice.
2: Got you know, NyQuil and Sprite. You got the scissor.
1: Uh, I got a uh, Molly Percocet.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> when the MLB is locked out. Yeah. This is what happens. This is what happens. All
0: right, what else we got?
1: Uh yeah, so it it is the wonderful time of year where we re rank the prospects in uh, MLB for some reason. Cause there's nothing else going on. That's literally the reason why we do it now instead of like in August.
2: That's yeah. I mean, nothing nothing much going on. So the uh the, the rankings did come out, the uh, top one hundred MLB rankings and um and obviously, the Sox uh, prospect pool as well. So, um, Jack, you want to get into uh, get into that?
1: Yeah, I know it's nice actually having some names on the list uh, compared to the last few years here. That's right. Where we might have had one or two guys. Uh, so, there are four guys in the top 100 for us. Um, coming in at number 96, just sneaking his way in, is Nick York, who's um, kind of made his way through... The system really fast here um not sure if you guys are familiar with him at all but he was a uh 2020 first round pick and kind of was a little bit over value at our uh slot or at his slot i should say but he's done nothing but produce he's hit well over 300 on every level and you know hit for extra power so as a second baseman there's a path
0: yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Nick York. Um, the tools offensively, definitely there. That middle infield going to be a couple California kids uh, down the line. Um, <clears throat> definitely looking forward to now. Obviously, all the, the prospects. I think York is the one that people are sleeping on. All these guys have potential to be top twenty-five prospects. Two of them are. Um, so definitely excited about it. Jack is. Uh, He's lead the prospect charge. He's like the shows like Alex, Alex Spear, you right? know, so right.
1: I, I, I'm a big fan of the minor league. So I was really suffering the last few years when we literally had nobody to be excited about or like guys right. like that, you know, might make it up to the major leagues, but they're not going to be all stars by any
0: means. So. Yeah. I mean, you were watching the KBO religiously, which don't you also have to be a pervert for. Um, yes, <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that's like the equivalent of having yeah. a foot fetish
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, you you were getting up early for those games.
1: well, it was not only I was getting up early, I was staying up late. I had no concept of time during right. uh the pandemic there, so uh, it, I really just kind of did whatever because uh, there was no reason for anything. Jack is the uh, the prospects expert a- as well as
2: the international expert. You know, he he knows everything about you know uh, Asian baseball, uh, you know minor leagues, all that stuff. You, you you're you're the guy.
0: Your kid's you're the guy.
1: Little league team. I know all about it. Yep.
0: Little
1: Jeremy league, needs yep. to be benched right now. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy.
0: Talk about like getting up early to watch baseball, the people that, you know, like during the Olympic time, the people that got up at like 5 a.m. to watch Todd Frazier play third, those people are fucking perverts, too. Those people are. I, I
1: did too. for I did for the I, I, semi-final I did final well. game, but that, well that was about it. Yeah. And I also
0: want to watch Cass's play, which was nice to watch him play, but. Dude. that was fun like it's not like- believe it or
1: not he he's also on this list uh yep uh jumping up a little bit uh, at number twenty five um who actually made a jump up on the list is uh Jaron Duran who you know we saw a uh, bit of last year. Speedy motherfucker
0: <laughs> <laughs> Also a chick he looks chick-
1: like break. he's one of the kids on um, polar Express like that like grew up into an actual like adult
2: dude oh man i could see that
1: i could see that yeah he's on
2: the train i could see him on the train right now
1: yeah like tom hanks is speaking to him it's it just feels right he was one of the kids in Uh, but no he he actually made a jump there for a bit he was like kind of in the 40s 50s there for a little while so even you know, despite kind of not the major league numbers that you might want to see, um, everybody you know in the industry at least thinks you know the talent's there and that he's going to be you know a solid major leaguer.
0: Yeah, Gabriel, what were you saying before Jack jumped in there? Oh no, no, no! I was just making a comment about, about oh. the uh, yeah
1: about the yeah. Polar Express, but we're yeah we're oh,
0: we're, we're past the <laughs> Polar Express.
1: Right. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I'm, I'm half deaf. I'm oh, it's okay. the worst podcast uh, co-host
0: ever. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, yeah, Jared Duran. I mean, I like him. You know, I, I think obviously struggled a lot. A lot of strikeouts. Um, kind of like almost a Jackie Bradley feel a little bit. Had some pop. Had some speed. Uh, no arm. <clears throat> no arm in the outfield. Brutal. So that's going to be an issue playing center field. You know, I, I mean, I think that. He has a lot of uh, room to grow. I think he's still pretty raw, but uh, out of the the four in the top one hundred, I actually definitely think he's going to be the worst. That's my opinion, but I think he has potential to be a very good player. So we'll see. So I think you know uh,
1: this is kind of gonna kind of be his year to either prove that he is a major league player with the Red Sox or. You know, maybe he's an everyday starter with another team like the Royals or maybe the Tigers or somebody like that. Um, So he does have a lot to prove. The talent is there, which is, you know, what you can only ask for in a prospect. But uh, it was a little underwhelming, but you did see a lot of the flashes of him being uh, a above average player just through his athleticism.
0: Yeah. I think he he I think he can be an above average player. I think he will be. It just really like you said it depends on this year. It it I don't think he's going to be the the guy that like explodes onto the scene. I think he's going to continue to gradually get better. Um although he had kind of a breakout year in Triple A, I think that it's going to be slow progressions. Like I said he, he needs to work on his his throwing arm, um cut down on the strikeouts and I mean that's that's pretty much it. He's got the power. I mean, I think he can hit for contact. The line drive hitter, doubles hitter. So, yeah, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, but then uh, getting to the kind of probably best known name on our list, and we're even just touching on him a little bit here. Uh, Tristan is coming in at number eighteen.
2: Yeah, coming in at number eighteen. I <clears throat> I believe he's the uh, he's the uh, number one ranked prospect here for the Red Sox. Obviously. Um, a ton of talent here, um, especially at first base, which, you know, the Red Sox, um, you know, do have a need there. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously, in the offseason, um, you know, with, with Schwarber and, you know, filling that first base spot. But um, he's got a lot of talent, a lot of promise. He should be a very, very good major league player once he makes the full time uh jump up, uh, you know, here in the system to, to Boston, but he's, he's a guy that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, um, you know, in a Red Sox uniform once he makes that jump up. Um, and yeah, he, he's big. He's, uh, you know, he's a massive prospect here. Um, you know, he's been extremely good in the minors. Um, so he's, he's going to be a guy that's, uh, going to be exciting, uh, you know, for the future of this Red Sox team.
0: Yeah. Well, we're f- very fired up. For Cassis. Um that's a no-brainer. Just just to confirm, uh, Meyer is number one, right? We didn't we didn't skip him. Yeah,
1: no. I oh, was okay. getting to him next. Yeah.
0: All right, great. So just, we
1: still I, do have one more guy ahead of him. But uh we'll get into it later on the sox prospect uh rankings where they have uh each of our top ten guys here. But
0: yep. uh yeah. But Cassis, I think, is the guy that you look at as He's going to be, you know, a shortfire major leaguer um, for a long time. How he progresses at Fenway will be interesting to see. He's got a lot of like similar uh, similarities to Devers where he hits the ball, uh, dead center, uh, left center, you know, opposite field power Uh, guy hits absolute tanks. Um, He's going to be really fun to watch. And I definitely think he's the the sole reason that the Red Sox aren't looking at like a long-term solution at first base, like, uh, you know, like a Freddie Freeman or an Anthony Rizzo. I think that they're kind of keeping that that spot warm for him. That's why I think Schwarber is such a great fit, not to get too off the rails. Because you can plug in Schwarber for this year, and then when JD leaves next year, then Schwarber can slide over to DH. Then you got first base open. So, nonetheless, though, very excited for
1: Yeah, no, Schwarber doesn't make any difference in terms of uh, Cass's future or even – uh, really, advancement, uh, whether that might be in twenty twenty two or twenty uh, twenty uh, but he might be the best hitter in our system all around. Um, his numbers from double uh, a AA and triple a might not uh, scream wildness, but he did hit uh, two eighty four with a three ninety five on base and a four eighty four slogging. Along with 13 home run, or sorry, 14 home runs, but that was only in 86 games plus all the time he had to use for the Olympics, where he did good against international, you know, talent of the uh, uh, best leagues of Japan and Korea and all these other places. So he's a guy that I think I'm the least worried about on this list here. I I have no doubt that he's going to be an absolute stud in the major leagues and not too far away because he's already gotten this cup of coffee in triple a
0: yeah well said I, I think that's important to remember this he is the most sure thing out of those guys out of anyone in the red sox system he is one of the most dynamic hitters in all anyone on that top 100 list for all organizations um he's you know he is going to be a major league player he is going to be a good major league player it just comes down to you know when that happens and How long it takes for him to progress Uh,
1: before we get to the number one guy Marcelo Meyer here. There was three uh, footnotes that I wanted to touch upon uh, between number 18 and number nine. Uh, Number 17 um, is Jason Dominguez with the Yankees. (laughs) I thought he would be number one in terms of every prospect ranking list, uh, depending on who you ask you wouldn't give up Jason Dominguez for Ad- Adley Rutschman or nope. Julio Rodriguez nope. or Bobby Witt. So, you hey, know. This uh, uh,
0: this, this Yason Dominguez, he's like a uh, – if you took <laughs> Bo Jackson and Derek Jeter and you put him in one, that's what I'm talking about with this guy. Uh.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo,
2: putting your hat backwards just made that.
0: Yeah, gold chain out. Gold chain out, yeah. yep. Got to get the shirt got to go down a little bit more. This guy. What do you pronounce that? Jason or (laughs) Yasson?
1: Yeah. Yasson? Yeah. But what I found most surprising about this list, or um, uh, just compared to what Yankees fans will tell you, is he is not even their number one prospect.
0: Yeah, is it Volpe? At number
1: 14 is Anthony uh, Volpe, a uh, shortstop who is ahead of him in terms of development. He's in high A ball compared to rookie ball. So, he, I feel like I've heard almost nothing about this dude, but somehow he's better than the second coming of Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Um, yep. Uh, according to actual industry experts here.
0: So, how many did the Yankees finish with total? Just those two, right? Or, or Luis Gill?
1: Uh they might have a few more. That's uh, so. Those are their top two guys.
0: It says Luis Hill. Oh, At number Oswald, fifty-eight, they have
1: Oswald Peraza, who is a, another shortstop up in AAA for him, so uh might be a little sooner.
0: I mean, some of these guys, you gotta remember that this is and gonna be a product. Luis Hill. Yeah. Yeah, Luis Hill, yeah. This is gonna be a product of the Yankees hype machine. I think that I don't think all these guys are gonna be bad, but obviously some of these guys are overrated. Like the Dominguez hype is, is absurd. It really is. He, he got his first. I think
1: 14 is a very good place to rank him.
0: Yeah. He got his first like action in a, in a, like an organized game or it was his first action in like, I don't know, it was like high A, he got promoted and he beat out a ground ball. Like a, a weekly hit ground ball to shortstop. And Yankees Twitter was like on fire. They were they're like, dude, this guy is unbelievable. He's the dude, he's the greatest Yankee of all time. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. He hit like a weak grounder. He's 19 years old. You know, weak grounder to short, and you guys are fucking freaking out. Like you're a bunch of talk about perverts. Like you're sitting around <laughs> watching the box score of a single A low A game to see fucking jason dominguez beat out a ground ball to shortstop like (laughs) fucking touch some
1: grass
2: (laughs) we're really just um putting the perverts on blast right now
1: well people do things that are sick and we don't kink shame we're very kink friendly podcast uh, yeah
0: the most as all our listeners know all our listeners know but dude if you're fucking if it's a nice summer night and you be out you know, having a couple cold ones with your friends, and you're fucking sitting watching the box scores of Jason Dominguez to see what he did in his first high A at bat of his career. Not even
1: rookie ball, rookie.
0: Ball. Rookie, rookie ball. Rook- ball, it was rookie ball. Yeah, and, and then you see, and then you see that he beat out a ground ball to shortstop, and then you don't go and tweet about that. You are yep. pervert. You're a pervert. You're sick. You're sick. Sick fucking puppies. They are sick puppies, those Yankee fans.
1: And we used to be the same way. We used to be like, oh, my God, Henry Owens. Yeah. He's going to be the next Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, so yeah we, Henry we Owens. not yeah. too much better at the end of the day. But I think, you know, you can only cry wolf so many times. And I think now we realize, you know, to take some of these uh, prospect uh, rankings with a grain of salt almost. Yeah. Which the Yankees fans have not learned how to do. No.
2: Well, I, I think Henry Owens is still going to be a great pitcher in the MLB.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: holding uh, on uh hope for Jay Groom. He's having a, he's having a, a little bit of a comeback. So Jay's been, yep. been pretty good.
1: No, he he is on the Sox prospects top ten, which uh, we'll get to in just a minute here. Uh, the only name I wanted to uh, mention. Uh, before we get to Myers here is Jack Leiter at number 12. I think a lot of Red Sox fans mm. were hoping for him, including myself, but um, Marcelo Meyer at number nine is um, a top 10 prospect and has a chance to, you know, be a number one prospect or a number two prospect uh, if certain guys graduate and depending on the timeline of uh, other guys as well.
0: Um, I think that, Lighter would have been nice, but now that we got Dick Mountain in the fold for the next fifteen years, mm. um, I don't think that you know Jack Lighter is really going to be uh, needed. I don't think his services are going to be needed. Rich Hill's going to pitch another fifteen years in right. the major leagues right. at an, a very, very high level. He's going to keep signing one-year deals. It's yep. going to be like David <clears> Ortiz <throat> situation, and that's it. They, we don't need fucking Jack Lighter. Fuck Jack Lighter. Dick Mountain. Dick Mountain. Dick
1: Mountain LLC.
0: Yep. He'll you still be that. You like that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he'll still be at foxborough Everything will be right.
0: Yep. Divisional or wildcard game is coming up or whatever yeah, the Wild wildcard need, game. We need Rachel yep. there. He'll be getting kicked out. Man, dude, he had fucking he had an excuse to not get kicked out before. Imagine now that he's back on the Red Sox and I told know. him. To watch him. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's like the ultimate dream to just have like a free card. Like I play for the Red Sox, you cannot kick me out of here, or else you're gonna look bad.
0: Literally, literally.
2: Imagine being the guy that has to kick out Rich Hill from Foxborough.
0: <laughs> you shot Derek
1: Jeter. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> shot at you, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> But um, yeah. Shit.
1: You know, uh, Myers just scouting greats here. Um, for some reason, you know, the scouting grades go on a grade of 2 to 8, or uh, 20 to 80, depending on who you ask, which is, you know, makes sense because why would you want a 10, or why would you want a 90 or 100? Right. Uh, But uh, Marcelo hits a, a 60 for hit, 55 for power, 45 for run, 60 for arm, 60 for field, and a 60 overall. So, you're looking at a guy who's very well rounded might not steal you a ton of bases. Who knows? He's only 19, but um, he's seems like he's you know about as solid of an all around guy as you could have drafted.
0: For sure, we we haven't seen this many tools uh, this early in in a player's career since again I want to repeat this early in his career since Nomar. So Mookie obviously had those tools, but those weren't Seen with bats until he was like well into his Portland career. There was a whole feats of Mookie right. thing, and everyone was like, "That's when everyone realized, like, wow, you, we have something here with with Mookie Betts. Um But this early in, in his career, there hasn't been someone with this many tools since since Nomar. So, I mean,
1: Xander was ranked in a top three prospect, and even a number one, depending on who you asked, at one point. So, right. and they're right; they, that's rightfully so. He has turned into. A perennial all-star who could be on his way to Cooperstown if he continues what he does, but right. at Nomar, I mean, the uh, there's nothing like it, and rightfully so.
0: Right, and Bogarts was when he when they signed him out of Aruba, his uh, his tools were hitting. That was what he was just like. He was a a hitting prospect. Like the fielding was like. All right, well, we'll if this kid. If he's too big for shortstop, then he'll play third. Like wherever he plays, he plays. We'll find a spot for him. But with Meyer, it's like he has all the tools immediately, and like all have all five and have the grades that high on all five out of high school is. I mean, something you just don't really see ever, let alone <clears throat> what nineteen years old. Really excited, obviously. Best prospect in the draft. Very very happy with him. It just gets the yeah. uh, just gets your balls
2: tingling really <clears throat> when you think about yeah. it.
0: It does. It tingles your balls. Uh,
1: so, I mean, obviously, you know, the draft uh, or the top 100s kind of subjective here, depending on, you know, who you ask. So you'll see different rankings here. <clears throat> even if you just go over to SoxProspects.com and their top 100 rankings, they even have our top four guys ranked in a different order here. Uh, so they actually have Tristan Cassis as number one. Uh, Meyer is number two, Nick York is number three, and then Jaron Duran is number four, which, you know, not being a full expert here, I actually kind of align with that a little bit more. But uh, there's no wrong way to kind of put these guys
0: almost. Yeah, I agree. And and, and anyone can have top flight prospects, because if you just draft, you know, early in the draft and you don't miss on draft picks, you're going to have guys that. You know, are going to be in the top 100. All organizations do. I think where it really gets interesting now for the Red Sox organization is the depth you see. Like if you're on SoxProspects.com, right, the depth you see from like five to like as high as like 15. You know, where that's something we didn't have for a lot of years. That depth, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Those are all guys that can be, you know, major league all-stars, and then even beyond those guys as well so that was missed that was definitely missed
2: right and that's something even like uh you know heim heim bloom was kind of brought in to do was just really build that prospect pool um you know obviously when dombrowski was here you know they went for it all and rightfully so they ended up with the world series in uh 2018 so um, I mean, he's the guy to, you know, come in here, build it back up, obviously keep the team competitive uh, in the majors and, you know, keep them, you know, a World Series contender while continuing to build the prospect pool. And, you know, he, he's he been doing that so far. So, um, yeah, like you said, LeBeau, it's, you know, it's, it's good to see that uh, that prospect pool, um, you know, become really deep because obviously that hasn't really been the case, you know, lately.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, he is. The guy, and that—that's the whole purpose behind, you know, bringing in a guy like Heim Bloom, where they feel like he can still keep the team competitive without, you know, gutting the farm system every three years. Uh, no shade, Dombrowski. I, I was a big fan of what Dombro did here. I thought the 2016 team underachieved, and the 2017 team underachieved, and I thought that was pretty much poor management. Um, had nothing to do with Dombro. 2018, you saw, you know, what the what the, the the team was built for, which I thought should have happened in 16 and 17, or at least more competitive than, right. you know, getting swept twice in the ALDS. Um, now, so.
1: I love what Dombrowski did. Apart from, you know, the Chris Sale trade, where you got the, one of the best pitchers of all time back, name a prospect that he gave away that really ended up being an all-star. <clears throat> And look at the return that we got for guys like Kimbrel and even Drew Pomeranz and a few other guys here. But, like, he didn't give up that much to actually put together a World Series championship roster.
0: No. Yeah. You, you, you can't. You can't look at any one trade and say, wow, Dombrowski really fucked this up. He really – dude, he, he, the Red Sox really lost this trade. They got gutted. You know, like, yeah, it was a lot of trades. I think it was maybe, like – more like death by a thousand cuts where, yeah, you, you, you know, you traded for a guy like Pomerantz who was relatively ineffective. And I mean, that trade was horrible for both sides. Um, You traded for Kimbrel. I mean, Manny Margot is fucking absolutely whatever. And then it was, you know, obviously you got back Chris Sale. So you did give up two good, really good players there, but you got back Chris Sale. I mean, like you said, he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. And I I would do that trade right now if I ha, if I was given that opportunity right now with Red Sox farm system is you can't like you said, there's not really much to say. Uh, he didn't really do a bad job.
1: um But continuing on the Sox prospects list here, a uh, guy that used to be a top 100 guy and is kind of falling off a little bit here. Uh, Jeter Downs, uh, who did, was a little o- uh, underwhelming in uh, Worcester last uh, season.
0: Yeah, the real number two. The real (laughs) G. I know that's
1: why Red Sox fans wanted him to do well is to just be annoying about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think you're seeing that the the real prize of that Mookie trade was Alex Verdugo, Um, and not you know Downs. Obviously, Wong will probably be a nice player, but I think that Downs kind of is what he is. I think he has some potential. Can see him being, you know, the second baseman of the future. But I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar. I don't think he's probably ever going to be an All Star. But you you never know what's going to happen. This is a big year for him, though. We Will tell a lot this year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he had a nice uh, Arizona Fall League uh, this year, which kind of put him back in the discussion of him not being maybe a complete bust. I mean. If he's going to come up in um, 2022, it's probably going to be, you know, somebody goes down, he can play second, he can play short. You can probably ask him for late third. He's athletic enough, uh, uh, willing to bet. Um, so, you know, there's not a 100% uh, opening for him here, but it doesn't seem to be anybody's secure job at second base. So who knows? Maybe he ends up being a guy for you there that – Fills in the gap until you're able to get somebody that's a long term solution. Uh, but coming at number six is Brian Bayo, who's probably our number one pitcher. Uh, if you ask anybody in our system here, he spent uh, 2021 in, uh, looks like, uh, Portland mostly with a 387 ERA. And he had. 132 Ks and uh, 95 innings. So he's a guy that, you know, might be able to um, make his way through the system here. Maybe if it's not next year, but uh, beyond that.
0: Um, Don't know much about him, but, you know, I know he had a pretty good, pretty good run 2021. Um, You know, the prospects, the six through 10, you know, 10 and higher. I mean they're on socksprospects.com. Uh, Definitely check them out. They're an excellent resource. You know we I'm on that website probably twice a day, uh, and in the season probably even more than that. So they're bookmarked, on the top of my screen. Um, they're they're a great resource. But oh yeah,
1: and then kind of just rounding out the top ten here, uh, probably the coolest name in our system, Blaze Jordan, who hit uh, 324 in Salem last year. Laser. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blazer. Blazer.
2: <laughs> um, Imagine if your name was Blaze. That's yeah. sick. That's so awesome.
1: You can legally Just... change your name. It's only mildly inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat>
2: That's right, Danger.
1: But, no. Uh, he, he still has a little bit to go. He's only 19, but has a, a bright future ahead of him. Uh, coming at number eight, um, a guy that's kind of gone up and down a little bit here, um, uh, Jay Groom. He actually ended up ending out the season okay, still ended the year with a 481 ERA across 97 innings, but uh, the talent's there. It's just, you know, is he ever going to actually put it together?
0: Um, yeah, I like Jay. I- I'm rooting for him. I uh, <clears throat> I think that Obviously, he has the stuff. He has the ability. That's never a question. Just really see if he can put it all together. Like you said, I, I'm I'm pretty confident. But you know, we'll see. The these prospects, it's hard. You know, it, it, this is where like these these five through ten guys, like they could become superstars or they can be complete busts. You just have no idea.
1: Uh, coming in at number nine, Gilberto Jimenez, um, and he hit uh, three oh six with. The Greenville Drive last year, he's an outfielder. Uh, looks like, you know, he has a solid amount of power, a uh, uh, bit of speed there. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I wanted to touch upon him about is he was actually not protected in the Rule 5 draft this year, but nobody took him because he was only at such a low level. So uh, shout out to Bloom for being able to keep a guy and not have to add him onto our forty-man roster quite yet because you know he might not be available until twenty twenty-three or maybe even twenty twenty-four. Shout out Heim. Heim, big
0: Heim, Heim guy. Yeah, big Heim
1: guy. guy. Uh, and then coming in at number ten to kind of round things out is Brian Mata, who was probably our number one pitching prospect but he underwent Tommy John surgery in April of uh, 2021 here. So he's going to miss probably even a solid amount of the 2022 season. So uh, when he is ready, he might not be too far away depending on, you know, how he recovers because he was already in Worcester, but, um, you know, not ideal for one of your top benchers.
0: And that's been down on the farm, and then we can get some put put maybe put in some farm noises, like maybe like some different farm animal noises. Yeah, like, like, cow, like. cows, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> what nice that's like a cow? i nice, should uh, nice get back here, in my dip can. <laughs> Something like that. I mean. <laughs>
1: No, I think um, uh, Old MacDonald is uh, royalty-free, so we can play that right now. Yeah. Oh, really, is it? It, I I would assume that's uh, public uh, domain. Yeah, Old MacDonald. Wow, he
2: got fleeced in that deal.
1: Yeah, what an idiot.
2: (laughs) What a moron, dude. Didn't even get royalties.
1: Uh, Happy birthday is now uh, public domain. You don't have to pay for it anymore. I oh, think, really? you know, uh, the the listeners of this Red Sox podcast are very, you know, uh, worrying about that. But uh, I want to assure our listeners that you can sing happy birthday and you don't owe anybody money. Thank God. Thank God. It's about well, time.
0: Well, just so you're clear, you may still owe someone money, just not for the song. For all the listeners you out there. You can give
1: your money to us.
0: That doesn't mean you're debt free. Okay, I want everyone right. to, to understand.
1: If you, you sing... You still could
0: owe money
2: if you sing happy birthday
0: if you sing happy birthday to your bookie
2: you don't actually owe them any money for your losses that that's that's a loophole that they
0: don't tell you about yeah people do forget about that one um get out there start knocking on your bookie's door with the cake um just get involved you know touch the community
2: bet recklessly and you know what you don't have to pay if you lose
0: right exactly
2: and that's gambling
0: advice That is, this is also gambling advice. Yep. This is financial uh, advice.
1: If if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler uh, for anonymous support. Uh, We want you to play responsibly.
0: If you have a gambling uh, problem, uh, don't, would be my advice. This is financial advice. 1 800. If you have a
1: gambling problem, get better at gambling.
0: (laughs) Double down. (laughs) This is financial advice.
2: We are providing medical and financial advice on this podcast. So it, we're doing things.
1: It's a well-versed. If you have a gambling problem, please watch hidden gems. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uncut gems. Uncut gems. <laughs> oh gem. hidden gems. Hidden gems. <laughs> uh, I believe that's called, uh, blood diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. Actually.
1: Uh, Oh yeah, no, the, the solid movie. I'm sorry. I, uh, I get so confused sometimes. Um, Yeah, but one thing uh, that we did last week that um, ended up actually being pretty cool was, you know, kind of looking back at a random season that we've had over the last few years. Uh, we had uh, 2002 last time, right, fellas? Yeah, 2002. Yep, 2002. yep. All right, so we got the uh, random number generator up here. Uh, my, my screen's not allowing me to show it because it hates me, uh, so I'm going to go and there we go. There we go. This is what my room actually looks like, so... We're going to go ahead and randomize it. Oh, Uh, it was white. Yeah, so we're not going to have a year here, but it does say five. So the 2005 Red Sox.
0: Okay. All right. 2005 Red Sox. I was at their their playoff uh, clinching loss to the White Sox, um, which uh, was very sad. That was the year of Edgar Renteria. Oh yeah, the short-lived um, <clears throat> failure of Edgar Renteria. Um, Matt Clement slipped in as an All Star that year. That was very interesting. Terry Francona gave him the nod for the All Star game. Um, yeah, disappointing, disappointing uh, team <clears throat> following the 04 yeah team. But that's when they started to kind of develop like some problems with the pitching. You know, losing Pedro, Schilling aging. Um, Matt Clement wasn't enough. They lost Derek Lowe. Ooh, Interesting David Wells on that team too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. David Ooh. Wells. Yep. Yep. And, uh,
1: classic bag. Clement giving him the all-star nod with a four uh fifty-seven ERA at the end of the day.
0: Yep. <clears throat>
1: no, they, they won ninety-five games. Uh, came in second in the AL East, but uh, you look at the top guys there, you know, it's a lot of familiar faces and um, kind of not a lot after that.
0: They lost to a great team in the playoffs. Problem is they got swept. It was just one of those years. Um, they went three in barbecue and that was it. Uh, but that was a, from what I remember, that was a very good playoffs, The five playoffs. That was a very good world series. Um, the White Sox and the Astros the Astros were absolutely loaded to the fucking gills that year. They were absolutely loaded, especially pitching wise. Killer Bees, Berkman, Berkman, Bagwell, Biggio, and then you had fucking Royals, Walt, Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens—just absolutely dominant. So it was—it was a good. That was a good World Series. That was a good World Series. Socks. Hey, it was what it was, you know.
1: So one guy that came over at the trade deadline that was just kind of our MVP, Tony Graffanino. Um, yep. hit 319, uh, 350 on, uh, 355 on base, 457 slogging. I mean, if he did not want to win, uh, win the division to win the World Series, I don't know who did.
0: Yep. Tony Graffanino, who is my inspiration for every fantasy baseball name I've ever had, which is just Graffanino's <laughs> Pizza. Um, <laughs> I was a big, I was Great. a big t- fan of Tony Graffin, you know, they, uh, yeah, had a hole. They filled it. They did a good job filling it. And that was pretty much it.
1: Yeah. Um, that was also kind of the first year we saw our, uh, first real taste of Kevin Uclis, uh, and 44 games. He had a 275 yep. batting average, but a 400 on base and a 405 slugging. So the Greek God of walks name, you know, kind of, but I'm on there, and uh, also on that team was uh, second baseman in 47 games, Alex Cora.
0: Oh yeah, yep. AC, my manager. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. No. Good. Uh, good. Uh, this is. I, I like this. This segment. I'm a big fan of the segment. You know, get to relive it. Bring, <clears throat> brings you back. I didn't. I got to be honest. I didn't miss many games back in the day. I was in fifth. I was involved. Well, fifth grade, going into sixth grade. I was. I was pretty locked into the old 5 Sox. And O two, I was although I was really young for O two, I yeah. remember a lot about that team too. That's like, that's like my first memory of the Red Sox. One Ooh, thing I right didn't back. realize
1: about that year is how fucking bad Kurt Schilling was.
0: Yeah, he was terrible.
1: Yeah, no, he started eleven games and pitched in twenty one uh, games in relief, but he had a five sixty nine ERA uh, and a one fifty a one point five three two WHIP along with a decent strikeout and decent walk rate, which gave him a solid FIP, but he was not very effective that year in only 93 <laughs> innings, giving up uh, 59 runs.
0: It, it was almost a blessing, though, because they were hanging on to Schilling to be like their front-of-the-rotation guy, and then he kind of showed that he really didn't have it anymore. That very offseason, they went out and got Josh Beckett. So <clears throat> really had Schilling not shown that he really didn't have it anymore and that obviously Matt Clement wasn't really a good option. David Wells wasn't a good option. These were just stopgap guys. They said like, we need to go get our next ace. Like we need our guy. <clears throat> and it was Beckett. So thank God really that he did have a, a bad year because two years later, the rest is, you know, history. So
1: No, it doesn't really look like too many guys had uh, really Great seasons in the rotation. Yeah, Tim Wakefield with a 109 ERA plus, Bronson Arroyo with a 101 ERA plus, with a 99 ERA plus, uh, David Wells with a 102 ERA plus, and a Wade Miller with a 92 Wade Miller. Uh, ERA plus. So some slightly above average, some a little below slash average there, but you didn't really have the rest of the depth that you needed uh to actually make it in the playoffs even if they no. somehow made it through that first round.
0: No. That that rotation's giving uh he's the ace vibes for sure. <laughs>
1: uh I can't wait till we have that year. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was what 2012, right? No, nah,
0: that was 2014. Oh,
1: 2014, yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. That was after the World Series and they didn't have anyone in the rotation. Or that was twenty no, it was twenty fifteen. That was twenty fifteen because that was yeah, the, year, yeah. the year after they traded Lester and they had no one in the rotation. It was Masterson, Joe Kelly, Wade Miley, um Clay Buckholtz. Yeah, Clay Buckholtz, and then I don't know. Someone else. Maybe he was it.
1: It could have been me or you. Could have been any yeah. one of her listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: could have been not Porcello, right? Was it Porcello, maybe?
1: No, Porcel wouldn't have been quite yet.
0: Maybe no, it was. The year before Oh,
1: Purcell? yeah, no. I think it was because he was so bad that year that I did not expect him to win a Cy Young Award. Uh, the very next the year.
0: Season, yeah.
1: Yep. We'll, we'll hopefully get to that year. That That's a year that would actually be pretty good to dissect.
0: Yeah, those are the best ones because everyone remembers <clears throat> the championship years. Everyone remembers every single moment about those years. It's the years that they didn't quite, you know, make it that are good to look back on because,
1: we'll you know, lots of straight memories. up shitty years, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when 2014 comes up, that was just a bad the, 2014 was even a worse year than 2012 for me.
0: Really? Yeah. 2012, I think, was the worst because that was the first time I'd ever watched like a, a last place Red Sox team. So that was yeah. pretty tough.
1: That team was actually decent throughout the year. They just collapsed at the end. We'll, yep. we'll, hope, we'll hopefully yeah. talk about that one year because that one could be an entire episode on itself.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cody Ross, walk off home run. Yeah.
1: Uh, please retweet.
0: All right, what else we got?
1: Uh, we got your hat that we lid. we're dying oh, yeah. to talk about Famous here. Lid. You've been saving it for the podcast here.
0: The, the lid. Good? The lid. The yeah. lid. Oh, so okay. I got this as a Christmas gift. But mind my uh, my hat hair, but if Ooh. You can see it. Yeah, it's pretty tight.
1: It says so not like another socks podcast with a microphone in the middle. With the it's, uh, very chic. Uh, it's almost kind of like a trucker hat, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like It, that it is a truck. We're
0: yeah. we're working on getting a couple of more for the hosts for sure. Um, maybe maybe some you know some late Christmas gifts. But also working on maybe opening it up to the public. If anyone maybe is interested, then you know merch. we'll see we'll see what they we can do. Merch, yeah. yeah, you got to get the merch going. Get get yep. the
2: fucking. We got to get the Mountain Dew Schwarber yep. shirts going. You know,
0: start mixing yeah. it up. You know, mix it in. Get the shirts so fucking pop them titties out. Make make some bad decisions.
2: Yeah, love that. We'll get the yep. we'll get the low cut shirts
0: too for us. Yep. Mix it we'll, up. We'll we'll wear it. Get nasty with it.
1: I, I will wear the low cut shirt when it comes out.
0: <laughs> Let's get fucking nasty. No turtlenecks. Yeah,
1: we're, we're we're having fun here. We're in a lockout. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. But I will be annoying you until I get a hat of my own.
0: I'll definitely we'll we'll definitely get a hat going circulating for the um for the hosts. Show
1: no. no, and hey, maybe we'll uh, raffle one off to one of our listeners here. Yep, all
0: eight of you. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, we're growing. We're growing. We're growing.
1: Yep. We are numbers. The numbers, the numbers seven last week. Now say it's, it's going to be nine, and then yeah, you know, so we'll get there
2: pretty soon. We'll be at ten.
1: Uh, be hey, let's focus on nine at this point. We're we're still working our way up. Yep. Right.
0: Yeah, take it easy well we we made the people wait for it we this the show is you know a long time in the making which <clears throat> is fine you know with the holidays and um uh, with the lockout and covid so you know but we're gonna have stuff to talk about for sure we'll we'll find it and uh no, I- yeah
1: We mentioned online we're going to do our uh, Don Orsillo episode at uh, one point coming up here. I think that actually might be next week uh, once we're able to, you know, kind of get everything gathered here. Uh, But um, no, I think everybody's just kind of going to want one of those episodes where we just uh, have a little bit of fun with it and, you know, touch upon something that, you know, maybe some other uh, podcast uh, don't talk about here.
0: Like sex, Matt, What were you saying?
2: Oh, I um, I don't, I don't even know. I completely forgot. My brain's fried. It's all right. <laughs> it was Take something. about
1: the weed. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I gotta stop doing. I gotta stop doing drugs. Um, it's not good for you,
0: Jack. Please stop doing drugs. Yes,
2: Jack. Jack, I really. Uh, I, your, you, I, I
1: you will stop it. the Benadryl.
2: Yeah, too much Benadryl, man.
0: You gotta lay off. Yeah. did you see the Hat Man? When you <laughs> <laughs> literally, I was just thinking about that. It's like, it's like when I take seven Benadryl and see the Hat Man, what? <clears throat> Another point of medical advice by Matt LeBeau: take
2: seven Benadryls and yep. you'll see that. This is medical advice.
0: Want to see the Hat Man?
1: There'll be like three people listening that get that out of like yep. our eight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, actually, they all use Twitter, so I don't know. There might yeah, be.
1: yeah. It, you know, it might just be a full circle here. Mm. Uh, uh, but no, police and Dunham our solo uh, best moments. Yes.
2: <laughs> Jack, are you crying? He's crying. <laughs> He's a little bit, yeah. No, that,
1: that, that just got me. It got me. What can it It gets say? you choked
0: up. <laughs> Jack it's loves a good emotive. Twitter joke. <laughs>
1: it was that i was literally just reading it today
0: yeah me too i read it today as well um imagine dreaming about the hat one
1: new segment that i wanted to introduce here is uh we don't quite have a name for it yet it's uh real versus fake baseball names uh so i got a list here of about 20 to 30 real baseball names and about uh, 20 to 30 uh made up baseball names from either uh movies or just internet culture or whatever and i'm gonna test our other podcast host here and potentially uh interview guests to see uh you know how well they do here so we're gonna start off with just five names and i'm gonna tally it up to see who got it right who got it wrong and uh we'll declare a winner at the end of our podcast here so the first name here is pete
0: lecoq
2: (laughs) um i'm gonna say that is a real name
0: i feel like you know we were doing this a little before the show and i felt that the really like weird funny names i feel like were real names and then the normal names were just like fictional people but that one i don't know i'm gonna say that's a fake name
1: uh that is a real name so that is one point for galileo and zero for low
0: here okay I'll, I'll make a yep. comeback. <laughs> uh,
1: yep. Next, we have Ed Head.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Ed Head. What is it? Uh, Ed Head. All right, Galveo, you're up. This you is, go. Uh,
2: I'm going
1: to say this is not
2: real.
0: I'm going to say that one is real.
1: This one is real. Ed Head was a real Ooh. baseball player. Let's go. Let's so we go. are tied oh. up one to one. And just just for a reminder, you guys can agree if it is a real or a fake name. Right. uh, Yeah. Uh, Up next, we have Steve Nebraska. That's I'm going to say that's not real. I'm going to
2: also go not real.
1: Yeah, that is not real. That is from the scout.
2: Okay. So we are
1: still tied here. Still tied.
2: Ed Head is an unbelievable. Uh, name. That is awesome.
1: Up next, we have Ray McShriff
2: um i'm gonna
0: say that's real i'm gonna say that's not real
1: that is not real that is from a meme so lebeau coming into the final round here takes a two to one lead this is just like the mls penalty kick shots (laughs) um and the uh last one that we got here is uh cal mcclish i'm gonna say that's real i'm also gonna say that's real that is a real name yes let's do so, it so uh matt Lebeau, you your first winner here three to two uh the final score um you guessed if the name was real or not um <laughs> yeah so there's some real fucking dumb ones on here i i kind of <laughs> gave some of the early uh uh ones but there are some unbelievable real baseball names and also some ones that i wish were real
0: i wish italians were real yeah they're, they're not dude
1: the spronos is so good Like, i mean i, I just wish italians and new jersey were real <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh i wish gabagool had some right now that'd be nice oh, yeah A little gabagoop gabagoo carmeling at the gabagoo <laughs> Where is it?
1: Where's the freaking Cabagol?
0: Christopher.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to make a new. Chris,
0: you don't want to go. <laughs> We're
2: gonna have to make a New Jersey trip at some point, Jack.
0: No. The B- Lakeland Blue Claws. Yep. They're
1: the New Jersey blue claws now,
0: actually. Uh, they represent so the entire state. Of we don't talk about entire- entire- very pretentious of jack you don't have any swag from
2: them
1: like a
0: hat
2: t-shirt
1: uh i think i had two things i had a hat that i cut the brim off of for a meme for my friend Um, (laughs) and then i had a sweatshirt that i put in my dog's cage so that he can remember the scent of me wow and that is what i did with my uh lakewood blue claws merchandise thank you Wow. well not doesn't not 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 a great look for them. Yeah, no, uh, both of them are just torn up. Uh, It didn't happen. They don't exist. They're a figment of our collective imaginations. We live in a simulation.
2: Go Blue Claws.
1: Nope.
2: (laughs) This is an uh, anti-Blue Claws podcast.
1: Yes. Uh, If you like the Blue Claws and you're listening, uh, please unfollow us.
2: But rate us five stars before doing it
1: yes yes
2: Rate us five stars then unfollow us
0: yeah uh
1: but yeah no i think we'll still have you know some more stuff to keep you guys going through the off season here i know it's a little dry right now Uh, literally no news coming through from either side so uh, keeping it light keeping it fun and uh you know just trying to make sure that uh we keep putting out content for you guys
0: yeah
2: Ex- yeah exactly and if you do have any um you know uh or solo moments like you mentioned jack definitely send them our way we'll be sure to include them in uh in that episode and you know um yeah so if you have anything uh definitely send it our way
0: for sure yeah we, we um you know we're, we're definitely gonna ride the or solo thing for a while um yeah we, we we love don we grew up with him um you know maybe we can even get like a petition going for bring bring back you know do yeah um have some fun with it it'll work yeah it'll work for sure or or at least just get rid of dave o'brien please just please maybe we can start that so, petition
1: mike monaco
0: mike monaco yeah we'd love to get him on that'd be cool but we'll we have we get, sent
1: you a DM. Please respond if you're listening. Yes,
0: which you are, obviously. Don't leave us
2: unread. <laughs> All right, it's, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah, it's getting late.
1: Yep, it's late, fellas. Alrighty, tune in next week for another episode.
2: Peace. Peace.